Greetings, dear travelers, and welcome back. It is me, Elthazar. I am one of the Blades of the Shining God. Thank you once more for joining me on this lovely tale as I sit inside this small space shuttle hurtling towards the Nostradamus Corporation. Oh, they will be so delighted to hear my voice, to see my new face. But I'm getting ahead of myself. First of all, I have the, the intern slightly pieced back together, so I'm just going to put my hand inside this meat puppet. And there, I can now give the battle bot spiel properly. Greetings. I am from BattleBards.com. You can find amazing sound effects at BattleBards, such as a horde of the dead seeking to rip the flesh off the bones of their enemies, or a horse pulling a wagon. Please check out BattleBard for amazing sounds. For you and your table. See? That wasn't so hard. All I needed to do was force the soul back into the flesh for just a small period of time. And then it could give its spiel and go back off to the afterlife in tortured pain because I ripped it through the nether sphere. But let's not just sit here and talk about fun things. Let's dive into this tale. Previously, our mercenaries hired by the Nostradamus Corporation had made it to the world of Abir Toral and landed on the island of Evermeet. And now they're experiencing the love of the beings who once lived in Nesme. Oh, beautiful Nesme. We are joined by a number of guests from other podcasts. Those are other bardic groups, if you're curious. We have groups such as Are We Dead, Waffles and Maple Syrup, and someone from the Pseudonym Social Network. I highly suggest you check out these groups. We're going to include some of their promos at the end of this. So make sure you stick around, give them a listen, and then check out those wonderful tales. I'm sure they'll have something for you. But listen to me ramble on. Let's see what happens to these daring mercenaries. I bring you The Hunt for the Shining Bird, Part 2. Where we last left our Nostradamus employees, they had just arrived rather gracefully at this wonderful elven village. And looking around the place, it seemed deserted until they started coming upon bodies. Strange bodies that were ejecting this purplish goo and turning into weird creatures. Communicating with one of these creatures, they realized 
there was a song looping through their minds, almost being mentally projected. Almost being mentally projected. And as they began trying to escape from this village, or at least try to get their grounds, they looked around and realized that there was about 15 of these creatures, some crawling on roofs, some coming out of buildings. And what would you all like to do as now you look and there's a number of them clicking towards you, these strange purple carapist beings? Shall we run now? Are we surrounded? They're all more in the direction of the town. You have them all more or less in front of you, and behind you is the ship where you can see Steve waddling around, repairing parts of it. Yeah, we can't lead them towards the ship. The screech came from them? Yes. One of them on the roofs, they just ended up screeching. Kai presses a button on his belt, and you see, like, this multi-part, very large sniper rifle, like, uncollapses it's like and becomes bigger and he just stands there with it and looks at everyone else like we ready and Novus just standing here at two collapsible batons extended they're like well that's fancy should we wait to make sure if they're going to attack us or should we just start moving and not attack until they attack us just in case that's just how they say hi I'm Yes, I'm going to go with Nova, and I, I'm going to steal this from Mel, and I apologize. Uh, I zip up my jacket. <laughs> uh, battle mode. Battle mode. No, and, I, and as I zip it up, I, like, fold the collar, and, like, I press a button to actually activate, like, an additional layer of protection. And then I pull out a... Medium handgun, leaving my katana on my back, not even thinking about it, and then just very cautiously I'm going to be on the defense. I don't know if this is like how, you know, the transition from combat or from narrative to combat goes necessarily. Uh, we can wing it, it's okay. Yeah, no, so just I, one of my things says that I can designate a single character to be my charge. And I can move this around every round. So for right now, as we're kind of just walking through, I'm going to take the nearest person to me, which is probably going to be Nova. And I'll designate you as my charge for the moment. Okay. Also, Nova presses like a little button on her sleeve. And, you know, it's like, because she has like a sort of like aviator or like biker's jacket on. It just gets a very faint glow about it. And that's its, its basic armor. But that's just what it looks like. Very cool. It's something she got for her birthday a couple of years ago from a friend um, back on her, well, technically Earth is her home planet, but on her parents' home planet. How about you, Mel? Mel will uh, also zip up her jacket, almost like like seeing uh, seeing Allie do it. I'll, uh, I'll just be like, oh, oh, okay, um, and, and, and zip it up. And then uh, I'll pull out my... Walther PPK, which is a uh, which is James Bond's pistol of choice. Ooh. I'll just be like, um, should we retreat into the bushes or or just stand here next to the ship and uh, and and try and take them all out? Let's not lead them to the ship. Iris, what do you have for equipment? All right, so you see, like we have a telepathic connection. The cat jumps out of my bag, and I quickly. Shrug into this big, heavy, black leather trench coat with some kind of, like, <laughs> I don't know, velvet lining or something like that. 
And then the cat jumps into one of the pockets. It's got like, I don't know, six great big pockets. Breast pockets, waist pockets, and then one, like a pair, way down below. And out of my breast pocket, I pull out a taser. And I sort of unlock it, and I get it charged. And I sit, okay. Let's slowly retreat somewhere else. So we can watch them. Make sure they don't attack Steve in the ship. If they do, then we can do on go on the defensive. But for now, let's just make sure. Let's just see if these guys... <laughs> Tears are almost in her eyes. She's kind of freaking out from the connection she made. Let's try and not have to fight them, because I'd rather not have to fight this entire town. And I feel like that's what's going to happen if we pick a fight with them. Yeah, I'd rather not fight this them either. Let's just back off. If if they attack us or the ship, then we'll fight them. But for now, let's just back away slowly. We're, we're just, I picture that we're kind of like walking and talking. <laughs> yeah. You all have your armor equipped, your weapons are out. You see more of them are coming out of buildings, they're crawling over houses, their numbers are bolstering. You watch as in front of you, the little head hands just scurries away. A little bit of the song echoes through your head, Iris, as your connection just disperses with this creature. And now you see their numbers have been bolstered to about 20. And they're forming not quite a semicircle, but they're coming towards you. There's still about 80 feet of distance between you and all these creatures. You see a lot further down, like maybe 200 feet or so, there is a door that opens up. You watch as a red-robed cultist steps out, greasy black hair, pale skin, and they look in your general direction and go, oh shit, and then quickly close the door and just totally nope out of that situation. <laughs> the direction of this, are we, because we landed and then we saw the bird off in a horizon, right? Yeah. Are we generally headed in that direction? You can be. You know that once you set up the tripods that the bird will be attracted to that general location. Oh, okay. So it, we can come to us. Then I'll look at everyone and be like, well, do we want to jump on that before he's ready? To the the, the cultist. Uh, I'll take that as a yes and I start uh, going that yes. way. <laughs> <laughs> so you can skirt wide around these creatures, but just saying you don't really know how they're going to react. Just they do seem to be still approaching you. So if you want, you can still go wide around. Are you still connected mentally, Iris? I don't think so. I think my connection would have ended because it lasts a minute, I believe. Yeah. So are you talking like circle out and start setting up the cage, the, the bird, basically set up the bird cage around the town? How close all these uh, bodies are together. They're in fairly dense clusters, like, uh, you know, in groups of, like, three or four. You see some are coming over roofs, and you actually notice that they're smart enough to use door handles. So when they come out of a building, they're using the doorknob. They're not just pushing oh. through the door. Okay, cool. How close are we to the ship? You're not super far. Maybe 150 feet away. Right, do we want to bring the bird down? I mean, maybe the bird will deal with these for us or we just have to deal with more at once I don't know if that's a good idea so close to the ship yeah I don't know either I thought the cultist was like in the midst of all these things oh no he, he stepped back into the house he saw everything going on and was all nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think 
we should just clear these things out. But what if it's the entire town? I mean, it, lo it looks like a lot of it. They're getting a little bit closer now. They're maybe 60 feet away. Kai presses another button on his belt. You see, like, this uh, very uncollapsible, much like his uh, sniper rifle, this kind of nanotech plate armor comes over his whole body. And he goes, yeah? I mean, again... We don't all have that. <laughs> no, we we don't. I've got two sticks and a pistol. I'm going to try to talk to these things, and I'm just going to be like, can you can you stay further back? I don't... Uh, just, you know, little distance here. We won't... Are you trained in persuasion? Funny you should ask. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> you can try to make a persuasion. Uh, it'll be a difficulty of six, and with your training of persuasion, that'll bring it down to a five. This is an intellect check. Okay. Now, when, I, when you say intellect check, does that, like take from my pool or I can use effort if I wanted to you could use effort if you want and that will take from your pool okay 17 <laughs> nice ah uh, yeah. yeah you're talking to them and they kind of stop and they start clicking at one another and one of them opens up its carapace maw and says oh beautiful Nesme." Oh, beautiful Nesme. Yes. And they're all just clicking at each other. Do they seem like they're going to, like, back off of us? When you say that first line of the song, they're all kind of nodding at each other like, yeah, that, that <laughs> sounds right. But they're no longer <laughs> approaching. They're more at a standstill now. While Allie is, is uh, doing this negotiation, Mel is just going to reach into her bag and pull out this little tiny palm size uh, scorpion and just be like I've I've always got this as a plan B if we need to uh, blow some of them up yes it's one of my ciphers cool <laughs> that's a good backup plan see I was I guess we're not supposed to be fighting the bird but I was keeping my bonuses in case of emergency should are we pulling out all the stops right now? Is this... Oh, I'm just saying, I've got explosives, I've got a shrink ray, I've got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> she looks at you impressed. <laughs> let's maybe start bringing... I was not near prepared enough for this, but let's... Should we start bringing the bird in so we can get done and get out of here, perhaps before whatever the world in the world is going on over there is done? I don't really want to bring the bird in while these things are here. And it's so close to the ship. I, like, look over and see it in the distance, which it still needs time to be repaired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve's just happily repairing and whistling. <laughs> Kai lifts his gun says, yeah? Uh, they, they seem to like it. Quick, give, give, give me the notes. Give me the notes. And I will, like, look to see the, the lyrics. Nova passes it over. And I'm going to, like, motion everybody to walk with me as I, like, walk around these things towards the cultist's house. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I I don't sing it. I just like read it and like yeah, yeah watch them like as we back off. Like oh beautiful Nesbe, yep, her <laughs> shining Nesbe. <laughs> Nova joins in, and they're nodding to this. They seem to be reacting really positively to this. Kai also joins in, and he's singing very horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Mel does the same. 
I'm imagining it a slight delay because like I'm reading the lyrics and I'm like, oh beautiful Nesbe in the background. Oh beautiful <laughs> like, in their own tone. Oh beautiful <laughs> Nesbe. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining it as like basically a chain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do they still follow after us or can we like make some distance between us? So you're singing to them and they're they're nodding and clicking along. And some of them are even like trying to sing with you, but they're breathing in to speak instead of breathing out. It's like they're not quite used to these bodies that they're trying to walk around in. And you're making it past them and you make it maybe about 60 feet away from them once more as you, you're kind of going past towards the cultist door. And then they start following again, always keeping the 60 feet. And in no time at all, you were in front of this cultist little house. When we make it there, Kai kind of glances back and he says in a slight whisper, uh, I mean, what if we go in here and they don't like it? And we just added one more. Uh, it's a possibility. Let's find out. I open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he knows how to turn them off. Kai's going to let them go in. Normally he would be in front, but he's going to let them go in and kind of become a body block, like for the other 15 people behind them. So you open up the door into the living room of this household. You see standing near the table is this red robe cultist. They're holding on to this sunburst amulet with smiling teeth, looking back and forth at all of you. Their skin is this clammy gray color. Where there should be eyes, there's only these burned out sockets. And their hair is this greasy, thinned black hair that's plastered to their skull. Their hood is pulled back as they're looking, smiling an uncomfortably wide smile. Too large for the human mouth to do as they look at all of you. Welcome. Come on in. On second thought, let's leave. Open your mouth. (laughs) He opens it happily. Is there weird purple stuff inside? (laughs) Just a tongue that needs a toothbrush. Nasty. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Can you turn those off? Turn off my children? (laughs) No. I could ask them politely if they'd like to stand back, but no, I can't tell anyone what to do. My name is Elthazar. What are all your names? Can Kai hear this from outside the house? Oh yeah, definitely. This is a very loud person. He lets off a shot. You fire your gun? Yes. Who do you fire at? I fire my gun at one of the purple one of the purple things. Make a speed attack DC three, because they're standing pretty still. Fifteen. What kind of gun is this? Medium, heavy? It's a heavy. It's a very large like sniper rifle. Like, uh, imagine, like, the 50 cal sniper rifle or something. You fire your rifle, and its head just explodes, splats, and the body collapses to the ground. This yellowish goo just shoots out, and you thought it would be purple because of what was coming out of the mouth and their skin, but this, this stuff just splats out, and it smells like rotting vegetation. And the rest of them don't react really to you at all. They just kind of poke and prod at their fallen comrade, clicking, shaking the shoulders, trying to wake them up. Oh, beautiful Nesma. 
Nova's internally <laughs> contemplating just climbing out the window to get away from this guy, because, uh-uh. When Mel hears that shot go off, she's immediately drawing on this robed figure in case he makes any moves. She's, like, ready to go. Oh, what's that? What'd you do out there? I heard a splat. Don't worry about it. He didn't do anything. Okay. I think they were singing too high pitch and they... And their head exploded. Yes. I'm glad you understand. Honestly, happens a lot more than you think. (laughs) It's very common. It smells bad out here. Yeah, that's the rotting vegetation smell. Hey, Kai, can you come in here? Close the door. Just come on in. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, comes in and closes the door and... His sniper rifle collapses back and he uh, places his hand on the hilt of his greatsword. As you come on in, the creatures quickly move up to the house. You can hear them. They start scurrying onto the roofs or clawing at the walls. And you can hear some of them are trying the doorknobs, the, the back door and the front door. And you can hear them just trying to get in as they're staring into the windows, these gaping carapace maws and eyeless faces. This is horrifying. And this cultist just standing, smiling, looking at all of you. Well, like I said before, I'm Elthazar, and looking at all your strange clothing and equipment and weapons, uh, are you from the Nostradamus Corporation? What do you mean, strange clothes? Well, look what you're wearing. I'm wearing the same thing you're wearing. (laughs) Now, I understand if someone had eyes, that'd probably work. What do you mean? You don't have eyes? No. Why's that? I looked upon the beautiful, shining god, and the hideous sight that was granted to me by the gods was burned from my skull, and now I see everything in a beautiful, shining aura. What do I look like? You look like... A happy father. That's true. Do you remember what that image was? Was it a. Did it have a lot of tentacles or was it a bird? It was a person. They had their arms outstretched and they gave me a hug. Uh huh. I felt their love. Yeah. Wait, let me see here. And he still has one hand on his amulet and he's trying to awkwardly uh, unfurl this scroll on the table beside him. With one hand? Yeah, he just has it pinned with one elbow, and he's trying to unfurl it with the other hand. You ha- you can use both hands. Maybe, but... Oh, here it is. Yep, this lines up. You're on schedule. This guy makes a lot of sense. I mean, he knows I'm a happy father, so... I'm... I'm bought in. What do you mean you called us? Why, why did you call us, and why us in particular? I brought you here to bring information back to the Nostradamus Corporation. You see, now that you know about the Shining God, and some of you I could even feel are eager to look into it, you're going to rush on back to the Corporation, let them know, or it'll slip. You'll tell a loved one, you'll tell a friend. It will get out and the Shining God will live through you. Even if every single person here were to die, you would ensure the Shining God's survival. All I had to do was bait them about the shining bird, and they thought they could come here and capture it. I'm sorry, the what? 
I've already forgotten. Wow. I tr I'm, I'm trying to like aggravate it. <laughs> does he does he phase at all? He just seems to keep smiling. And now you can hear the nails on the glass. The creatures are trying to get in now. They want to get in. You can hear the door handle starting to jiggle. Kai grabs the doorknob. Lock it. Yeah, you easily stop it. So you want us to take the bird? Oh, no, not at all. No, I want you to run. Then why call us? Because I want you to take this information back. We have a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, that's good. Always need snacks. I pull out of, like, a pocket this little, like, beanie hat, and I put it up, pull it on my head, and I, I turn on my cypher, my halo cypher. So now I have a halo of boiling fractals and get plus one to armor. <laughs> that looks... Mean? Mean? Why? It's protective. Like your amulet. It's boiling. Oh no, this isn't for protection, this is for communication. What communication? To us? No, to a friend. Can I see it? Who's your friend? The beast. Up, up there? No, you'll see him. Large tree trunk arms, head has been melded down into his abdomen, and I, I believe he doesn't have any skin. I look at the group, kind of wordless. Yes? I think we're backing ourselves into a corner here. I think we've already backed ourselves <laughs> into a corner. I'm surprised you even came in here. I, th I think it's go time. <laughs> well, I still have out my gun, and I'm going to... Can I call shot? Can I, like, aim at the amulet? Yes, definitely. Also, Nova subtly switched one of her collapsible batons for her pistol. Trying to make this call shot, he's pretty close. I'd say it was a difficulty of four. Four? If you're trained, then I'd say that brings it down to a three as well. Wondering if I should use effort on this or not. <laughs> I will not for the moment. Um, but I will look at everybody and just say, like, it's fine, guys. We got this. Which I'm spitting encouragement. So the next task that you try to make a difficulty check for is reduced by one. And then I will shoot. It was nodding along and preparing to also shoot if you fail. <laughs> 12. You fire off this blast. It goes right through his hand, shattering the amulet that's around his neck. His smile drops, and you see the hole that is now formed in his hand is slowly starting to stitch back together. His jaw just clicks and starts unhinging as he starts inhaling as this void appears in his mouth. <laughs> And then you can hear the, the glass, that sound, when it's starting to crack in spiderweb, something pressing on it, and the door handles are starting to be tried now. Let's go ahead and dive into this action with an initiative, so give me a speed roll. I got a 16, I finally got a good roll, and it's on something that's not super important. Hey, it could be very important. <laughs> uh, eight. You never know. 11. One. 13. 
when Kai like came into the room, I switched my um, charge to him. Just so after your pistol just fires, you make that shot, and now his his jaw is now unhinged, and that that void you see inside, this absence of light, is just starting to suck air in. It's just unnerving to see. And then one thing that all of you pick up is you all hear this wavering call. I don't know if any of you have heard a loon call, but it's, it's essentially that except just echoing right through you. And as you hear this, suddenly the reverberation sounds through and the glass just breaks. Now all these creatures are all starting to just try to get in and Elphazar is backing up as his jaw keeps unhinging more. And we start off with Nova. I'm, cause I've got my light laser pistol. I'm just gonna shoot him in the face. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> I got a 19. Hey, I forgot to set the difficulty, but that definitely hits. Is your blaster <laughs> a light weapon? Yeah, light. I only pick light weapons. Okay, so two damage. So you fire this off at him. You clip him right in the face. No more of that. So you blast off the fatty part of his cheek. It goes sailing, and you just see this void, this this darkness, this nothingness is now spilling out of his face, creating a larger hole now. And now you can feel a breeze heading towards him as the creatures are now just like buckling in the door. They're they're pushing through the broken windows now, just gnawing and trying to bite at all of you. And now it goes to Iris. So he's really close, right? Oh yeah, he's immediate distance, super close. Okay, and he he doesn't really regenerate, right? Or is that what he's doing, kind of? His hand seems to be regenerating, but his face is not. All right, I'm gonna take out a can of pepper spray and at least try and like irritate him so he doesn't regenerate. I'll do a little bit of jam pepper spray. I'm using it as like a light weapon sort of range because it comes out in a mist. Mm hmm. It only does two damage, but I'm really trying to focus on him. You have to really get up in his face, so go ahead and make me a might roll. DC of four. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm free action yelling uh, over to Mel, and I'm like, now's the time for your scorpion. Oh, yeah. Perfect. 14. So you go to pepper spray Elphazar. And you think that, uh, well, maybe this will affect the, the wounds on his face or something, but this, this gaping hole just seems to inhale all this pepper spray that's going in. Thankfully, you rolled high enough and you get out of that area really quickly not to get pulled in, but you're not sure it did anything to him. Oh, of course not. That was the first idea. Next, we go to Mel. Yeah, Mel's going to take that uh, cue from Allie and... Pulls out that scorpion, starts winding it up like a little uh, little wind-up toy, and just whispers to it and just says, uh, crawl out the broken window and then go off and set it set it down and it's going to crawl just out, outside the window. So it's like AoE damage? Yeah. The effect is Cypher activates and moves up to a short range each round following the instructions provided by the user. It can be sent to a specific spot, sent to a specific target, so on. 
Once it reaches its target, it explodes, affecting all creatures in the immediate range. Nice. Affected creatures take damage equal to the cipher level, which was 1d6 plus 3. I rolled a 6, or I, I rolled a 3, so it was a 6. And then a d100 determines uh, the damage type. Roll that d100. You know, I should have brought grenades, but I didn't think to bring <laughs> a grenade. 23, so it's going to be cold damage. So you wind it up, and it goes out quickly. It crawls through the window, right over a creature's shoulder, and you see it just moves on out there, and you hear this, and then an explosion happens. And then this howling wind sounds off as this ice begins to coat everything in front of the house. You watch as creatures are completely encased in this ice. The front door has this frost come from the other side. And Mel, you know what's going on. You watch as this creature's claw inches away from your face is going closer and closer and closer until the ice forms over the very tip and you just stare towards them. And now all the creatures in front of the house are encased in this icy blast. Now we just need to hit it really hard shatter it yeah and then mel's mel is just gonna use a free action real quick to just be like uh i think a, a hasty retreat is in order let's go mel's kind of a coward oh so is iris like horribly first we go to ally so ally it is definitely quieted down but you can hear them from the sides the back but the front dead quiet you just have to break down the front door does the door look like frozen on our side as well you can definitely see frost and ice all coming inward through the cracks. Kai, do you think you can get that door open? Yeah, but why are we running? Because we don't want to deal with this. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll get it. We, we've walked into a trap and we'd rather get somewhere safe and either leave or finish the job and then leave. Oh, there's some... Somebody's coming. Did you hear what he said? That he has a friend that looks a lot worse than this coming so I want eyes on that at least tell me what to do if you think you can harm it go for it otherwise I don't know and then I'm gonna just try to push on or like just break the door yeah are you trained in athletics or anything like that nah alright so might roll difficulty four <laughs> four <laughs> So you go with gusto and determination, rushing towards the door, and you go for like this kick. And you were pretty sure you had this. You were pretty confident, and you hit the door, and you just feel that sharp shooting pain as nothing happens to that door. <laughs> Not going. <laughs> uh, so is is the amulet broken? Yes, there are shards of it in this person's hand on the ground, and you see a lot of humanoid teeth all over the place. Yeah. Okay, so that was my action. Then I'll just turn around, keep myself basically behind Kai in this little, like, I don't know the space if we're like in a, like an entryway hallway or what within the door or not, but... Yeah, the front door kind of like directly opens up into a living room, so that's where you're situated at the moment. Okay, then I'll, I'll step away to the side of Kai so that he has free reign towards the door, but it's entirely his decision. Kai, your go. Kai is going to turn around and kick the door really hard. Uh, I am trained in breaking any inanimate object. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh -huh, yeah. 
that is the one you want. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you lower this down to a three. So roll a nine to break this door. All right. You could also spend points from your might pool if you want to use some effort to lower the DC. I think I will do that unless you say. So I also have a move called Pierce. I deal one additional damage on an attack. If I can do that to help break down the door, I'll do it. If not, then I'll spend effort. Since you're trying to destroy the door, yeah, I'll say you can use Pierce, and then it'll bring the DC down to a two. So you need to get a six. Okay, so that's a one might cost, so I'll spend that. Uh, natural 20. Oh, yes. You not only kick this door, but you shatter the creatures behind it. So you kick this door right off its hinges, shattering through creatures, looking outside. You can see the, the grass, the iridescent stones. Everything is covered in this frost. You can see little bits and pieces of this uh, scorpion, this wind-up scorpion that Mel had used to cause this explosion. All right, and then after he kicks down the door, he is going to move between the rest of the party and the cultist. So you quickly move yourself there, and everyone else who has a connection to the strange, you all suddenly get this horrid feeling wash over you. You feel this heat, and looking around, it's not affecting any of the frozen beings, so it can't be a physical heat. You just feel so hot as you suddenly all hear this wavering bird call. I need everyone to make me an intelligence defense roll, DC of four. 15. That's, I'm like, I, I am trained in intellect defense. So that'll bring it to a three for you. I'm going to get a plus two armor against damage versus intellect, but I roll the four? Oof. Oof, dude. Well, that armor will help you for the damage you're about to take. Yeah, Nova's not making it home, I don't think. I got an 11. 16. 16. So all of you above a 12, you take four points of intelligence damage. All of you below a 12, you take eight. So those of you who passed, you watch those who failed, you can almost see their soul, this transparent form of them being ripped out of their body going towards the sky and then just shoot back into their corpse, bringing it life once more. And you look up to the sky, there's, there's a brazing bright light. And you think to yourselves, it must be the sun. But you look over to the right, and you see the sun is actually lower in the sky. Looking up, you see this 40 to 50 foot tall bird six wings flapping keeping this creature afloat you see the eight eyes looking down at you this large sharp beak is clacking towards your direction as it gives another wavering call you watch souls being lifted into the air from denizens hiding in the town being absorbed by this creature and you all see the shining bird we start with Nova. Who's got the pizza? Quick question. How does the damage get calculated? Does that come out of the pool or... Yeah, that goes into okay. your pool. So you have that armor, so it goes down to a six. So you take six out of your pool. I still have above a ten in intellect, but not a whole lot above a ten. So is the creepy cultist guy doing anything or is he just kind of still sitting there being a weird creepy void mouth thing? Oh boy. 
So you see that Althazar's mouth is growing larger and larger, past normal human amount. With the side wound, it seems like it's an accelerated rate. And you can actually see now, like small items like pencils and cups are all starting to fly into that void mouth and disappearing. And it's you're all too big to be affected by it yet, but you know that very soon, this is gonna become an all too real threat to all of you. Pizza time. Uh, let's go back to the ship and start running for the door, but she's also gonna like take a second and she, um, I feel like, no, when she shot him, it became a bigger void. I'd say you all have extra pros because, well, they've all seen movies, so they don't want to give you just three. So <laughs> we'll say you each have two. Let's let's scatter, get the probes on the ground. Okay. Yeah, so she's she might, like, fire a shot, like, aiming towards, like, his legs or something. And, but she's going to be running to get out of the building. Okay, roll me a speed, DC4. As she's running, I'm going to just, like, quickly double everybody up. I'm going to say, Kai, you're on your own. <laughs> Nova. Iris, go with Nova. Okay. Mel, you're with me. Let's go. Triangulate. <laughs> Okie dokie. Roll out. <laughs> I got 12. So you shoot right into his leg. You blast out his knee. He collapses down to the ground, and then you see now the floorboards are being ripped into his mouth. The dirt, really anything within like a two-foot vicinity, it's all just being absorbed into this gaping maw as he scrambles to try to get himself back up into a better position. At least now his mouth is pointed (laughs) less towards us, so that's good. Yeah, and she's just going to book it as far as she can get and try and get somewhere where she can set the probe. So you race outside, you go into the street, looking back at the house, you see a number of the creatures are on the roof, they're ripping at the roof, they're just single-mindedly trying to get in, some trying to get in through the sides and back, and you they don't even notice you. It seems very much like singly focused of trying to get inside. And you have one of the probes in your hands, but you've already used your action, so you're just standing outside with it. There's still some on the roof, keep an eye out. And Iris. Alright, well I'm here with Nova. I'll put my probe down on the ground. So you run outside and put your probe down? Yep. So you rush outside, you're flicking all these little knobs and buttons, they made this stupidly complicated, as you're just getting it ready, you take it and you stab it into the ground, and then there's this little orb that pops up and starts just floating and spinning quickly and rapidly, this emanating light, and the bird now seems to be calling out now, just almost irritated by this light it's giving off. Mel. Mel is going to uh, run out, and during our briefing, was there a specific uh, range that they had to be, like, separated by? No, as long as they're put out, it will form an awkward triangle, and the bird will be attracted to that. Okay, yeah, so then I'll just go at, like, a uh, an angled uh, run out of the building and use my action to stab a probe. Go out and turn left. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You turn left, just like Steve told you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you go outside and you stab this in the ground once more. Button switches and this orb pops up and starts spinning with energy emanating. Allie. So we don't actually have to spread out very far for this. We're kind of doing this around the house. 
Yeah, you could easily do this on the, the house in front of the street. That's what I'm thinking. And the birds above it, us and it. Yeah. All right, never mind. I got this one. Kai, just keep these things away. And I'm going to run and book a right instead of a left <laughs> and <laughs> do the same thing. Yep, stabbing on the ground, orb is spinning, buttons are flicked. All right, who has the pizza? Kai. Oh, no. <laughs> Why does Kai No, have I just said that because you're the one inside still. You <laughs> <laughs> love pizza. Plot. Kai would probably not be trusted with the pizza, to be completely honest. <laughs> That's fair. All right, who would reasonably have the pizza? Iris, I'm thinking. All right, so you have the pizza. All right, Kai, it is your go. All right, can Kai run outside and climb up the house? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, are you trying to climb up to attack one of the creatures, or what do you want to do? I want to climb and get on the roof. If I can attack, I will, but I, I really just want to be on the roof with the majority of the creatures to kind of, like, attract them to me. Definitely. Is the dude in the house dead? No, his mouth is just getting larger and larger and larger, and he's sucking up more. Currently, he's inhaling a two-foot vicinity. Was he alive to begin with? Oh, yeah. He's at so much love. There's so much love inside him. Of course he's alive. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here's what I'm telling you. If I can take an attack, I'll take an attack at him and then go try to get on the roof. If not, then I'll just get on the roof. I'll let you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Then Kai is going to swing his greatsword at this dude. Make a might of three, because he's on the ground and not going anywhere. All right. I'm also... I'm going to spend an effort and use one of my moves. What move are you using? Uh, Pierce to add one damage to this. That brings it down to a two. Well, I rolled a six. You did it! <laughs> We're just getting it. So you just hit him. You have a splitting migraine from that bird's attack, and you're bringing this sword down. You split his chest wide open. And then you see his mouth is still opening wider and wider. This is turning towards you. And make me an athletics might roll to get away from this vortex. It will be DC 3. I rolled a 10. Woohoo! All Yay. right. So you just made it up. The one thing that actually tripped you up was your GoPro. You actually had to hold it down when you're running so you didn't lose it. And uh, so when you were getting out of there, to, because of the, the suction, it was too much for you. So you just got to the front of the house. You don't have enough movement left to get to up on top of it. He just yells out, Nesma! <laughs> Amazing. So these creatures turn towards you, clicking and clattering. And now you can actually see the house is starting to buckle and implode as Althazar's maw has grown to the point where he is ripping in portions of the house, the walls, the roof, everything. Some of the creatures on the top just like buckle and almost fall in. And then this bird makes another wavering call. I need everyone to make me an intelligence defense roll, and Kai, you have to make me a might defense roll. C can you spend effort on a defense roll? Yes. Wait, you have to say it before you roll it, don't you? I can't see in the rule book where it says it, so fuck it, we'll just say sure. Because uh, it's one shot, we can go ahead and with that. Yeah, go ahead and do it. I got a nat 20. Nice! All right, you're right as rain. Kai, what did you get for that intelligence defense roll? 
Also a natural 20. Woo! I got a 16. 17. Nine. You take four points of intelligence damage. Yay. And we take two. So this call echoes out. Kai, what did you get for your might defense roll? A natural 19. Nice. So you feel your armor takes the brunt of this impact. It just comes down hard as the talons scrape across your armor. And you can feel that that probably would have taken off your arm if you didn't have anything. And because your armor is so high, you don't take any damage from this. And we go to Nova. There's nothing we can really do about the bird until it's fallen into the thing, so... I mean, you can still attack the bird. Yeah, you can weaken it, distract it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of intellect points left, so I think I'm just... Steal a pizza out of Iris's uh, bag. <laughs> I choose you, pizza. I mean, can I steal it and then use it, or would I just be stealing it out of the bag and I can't do anything else? Uh, I guess that's true, huh? Yeah. I'll let you roll. If you roll well enough, you can do it. I'm just going to shoot the bird. I don't trust my dice. <laughs> okay. Or maybe I'll shoot something, like, near the bird. Something, like, just, like, cause a noise and distract it. Okay, then. It's a difficulty of three instead of six. I got a ten. So I'm just, like, shooting a window or something. It's kind of, like, off. That definitely turns the bird's attention away from all of you as its eight eyes are looking around, and it goes to Iris. I'm going to take it out of my bag and slap it on there. Iris, you come rushing in. You activate the birdcage protocol on the pizza, spinning it outwards. It lands onto the ground, opening up, whirling, and this pocket dimension suddenly just forms into the ground. You feel it pull you towards it. I need you to make me an athletics check. All right. This will be DC 4. 14. All right, so you avoid being sucked into this portal, and it goes from Iris to Mel as Iris is immediately getting out of the way, and you hear over your comms. All right, it's finished, and I got the fruit. What would we do without you? Probably die. <laughs> we might still. Do you require assistance? Can you help? Yes. How? Would you require assistance? Mel's gonna uh, speak up and just be like, uh, "Yeah, bring the ship in low and to the low and slow, and we'll we'll jump on as we, you know, get the bird." I am so good at flying slow. I'll be right there. But be really, really, really careful because there's a man in here. Right? At least I think he was a man uh, in the house. He's turning into like a black hole or something. I don't know. <laughs> just... Wow, classic. Iris is like <laughs> freaking out. Jumping from one foot to another, like, ah, we need to get out of here. Get this thing. So, Mel, what are you going to do for your action? Well, I guess, so, how's the bird um, initially uh, reacting to this thing? It looks very surprised. It starts feeling a pull towards the pizza. Cool. Um, I'm going to help it along in its uh, eventual demise. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna take a shot at it with uh, with shatter. Ooh. Oh, holy Get shit! Get one of them wings. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna add an effort to uh, increase the damage by two. 
All right, this is an intelligence uh, check, DC of five that you are trying to do. Okay. Um, can I spend both effort on a single action? Do you have max effort of two? Yes. And yes, yes you can. Cool. Burn them points. I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna do that for sure. And it's an intellect task, so yeah, I can pull from any pool that I want. So I'll pull from my might pool because I don't need that crap. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, only Kai's really using it. Con's a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't need to waste that effort. Uh, Eighteen. Nice. So you reach out your hand, and what does it look like when you use this revision? I think what what Mel does is Mel just kind of sticks her hand out and then just closes her fist around. She's imagining that, like, she's basically using her own hand as, like, a psychic link sort of thing to kind of shatter. So you all see this wing. It crumples, 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 and snaps as you see this bird trying to fly away. You now hear this... As the house is almost completely pulled in from Elthazar. We go to Ali. So, Ali, you now see that this house is pretty much completely gone. There's almost like a pit now formed as Elthazar is trying to scramble outwards. You feel the gravitational pull is coming even stronger. And this bird, this massive bird, is being pulled towards the pizza. Where is everybody currently? centered around the bird and the house that's collapsing. So Kai is near the remnants of the house. Iris just scrambled out of the triangle, and everyone else is kind of on the outskirts of the triangle towards the ship. Alright, I'm going to look at Kai, because I I really have nothing that'll be of any use to this uh, bird. (laughs) But we really just have to wait. Do we know if, if the disc has to be scooped up and taken with us? Yes, yes it does. Okay, so I'm gonna say like, Kai, just get some distance from that house. Let's 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 go, and I'm gonna designate him as I'm just gonna. It's free to just switch him as my charge now. Mm-hmm. And then so just so you know, Kai, you have asset for speed defense. He's my charge now, and then I'm going to kind of like take some steps back from it. And I'm going to spin encouragement on everyone that's near me. Um, so all difficulty checks reduced by one for our next task. So I'm basically, because I used my action, I'm going like just just back enough to kind of keep keep gaining some distance from this and hoping that Kai can, can scoop it up and go. So Kai, you now can feel this gravitational pull. The remnants of the house are completely gone. As you see, Elthazar is now turned into this upside-down crab crawl. His arms and legs, the stump, they're all snapping and twisting. As now you can feel this pull so much closer as Elthazar is now crawling supernaturally fast towards you. Thanks, I hate it. I think that answers my question. I was about to ask you. Kai's not a smart guy, but does he mm-hmm. think that this thing can still attack him in its state? You definitely feel like it's a threat. Okay. Kai is going to run as far as he can for an immediate action, like with an immediate range. Stab his sword and stab his great sword in the ground as an anchor if he can, and then he's going to use his action to rest. Okay. 
because he is at three intellect points. You bolt away from this being known as Elthazar and you slam your sword into the ground. You're taking a breather and you hit a few buttons on your bracelet and suddenly you hear it say, Initializing rest mode. Enjoy your rest. As you feel all these stimulants injected into your arm, you feel your mind raising your body, tensing up, and I believe you roll a d6. I'm just really glad I beefed up my intellect otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Six. Oh, nice. Yeah, you get those points. Pump them back in. You also get to add your tier as well. Oh, nice. That's a plus two. All right, they're all going to intellect. <laughs> I was about to say, are, are you smarter than you were before now? His, uh, his pupils are dilated. I am back at max exactly now. Nice. So you slam your sword in the ground. You're feeling better. You take this sharp <gasps> as this suddenly this ripple just echoes out as the bird is finally being pulled into the pizza. I need everyone to make me one last intellect defense roll DC five. Oh, holy shit. That's a nat 20. Nice. What is the, I could do effort for this, right? Yeah. Okay. I would have to take it from my intellect, right? Yeah. You know what, no, that's, that's risky. Never mind. I'm just going to die. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I'll die too. I got a nine. Uh, I got a 12. I think I failed by one. I got a 14. Uh, no big deal. Four. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Everybody, all my allies, the next difficulty check is reduced by one. Oh, it's reduced oh. by one. Okay. Yeah, and doesn't my training reduce it by another one? Oh, that's true. So a number of you do still now pass. Uh, unfortunately, Allie, you do still fail with that four. Listen, at least I saved my friends. <laughs> so, Allie, you take 10 <gasps> points of intellect damage. Oh, no. Everyone else takes five. Holy oh, boy. <clears throat> Is anyone's intellect at zero? No. Okay. This blast echoes out and shatters the windows as it gets sucked into this pizza. All right, so all of you see the bird finally gets sucked into the pizza and closes. And Steve is hurtling this ship towards all of you, not slowly at all. <laughs> and I need everyone to make me an athletics or an acrobatics-based check. This will be speed-based. And also, I need to know who is grabbing that pizza. I'm trained in running. Can I use that to grab the pizza and run? Yes. Okay. Then, unless someone has a better idea, that's what I will volunteer for. Could I use one of my other ciphers? Yeah. Before we have to make this action? I have a shrink ray. What are you trying to shrink? I was going to shrink Elthazar. You can do that. Yes. I love it. <laughs> it's a, and hush. <laughs> you fire this shrink ray you hear. And you feel the pull is actually a little bit less, which will decrease the DC by one as Eldazar shrinks. Nice. That was genius. <laughs> so Allie, make me a running check DC of three. So I'm going to expend effort on this because I am not fucking around. Even though I'm trained. Oh, the train brings it down one. I got a five. <laughs> oh. 
fully. You grab this pizza, you trip, you stumble the whole way, you kick one of the pros, but you got this pizza. I'm trained to this. So I run. So now everyone has to make me a uh, acrobatics or some sort of athletics kind of roll. This is speed-based, expand effort if you have it, because Steve is not slowing down this ship. Can I choose to help someone and increase my DC by one? Yes. Okay, I'm going to help Allie because she has the pizza. <laughs> so the DC is currently four. Okay. So now yours will be a five. Are you trained in athletics or running or anything like that? Yes, I'm trained in running, and that's fine. Okay, so that'll bring it down to a four for you and four for everyone else. So let's go around. Nova, what did you get? I got a five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With sp- and spending effort, how, with the, that that's not going to drop it enough. That reduces it. You need to roll a nine still. I got a 14. Okay, you're good, Mel. Nova, what's your max effort? Two. So you could spend more speed points, and that'll bring it down to a six. Oh, but yeah. You got a five. Oh, man. She's giving it her <laughs> best, but... Kai, what did you get, sir? Alright, so I rolled well all night. I rolled a two. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> so what is my DC? I haven't rolled yet. I'm scared too. <laughs> so your DC is four. Kai reduced it to a three by helping. Your train in running brings it down to a two, so you need to roll a six or higher. Okay. Spend effort. Spend effort. Okay, okay, okay. I'm spending effort. Which? Alright, yeah. Spend effort. Now you only have to roll a three. <sighs> six. Oh my god. You're safe. Iris, what'd you get? I don't suppose I could, like, raise the difficulty and, like, pull Nova along, trying to help her out. Yep, but that'll increase your difficulty to a 5, so you have to roll a 15 or higher. 17. So you are running along, you grab onto Nova, both of you just haul onto this ship. Mel, you do, like, a tuck and roll and jump, and you are on there, and... uh, Kai and Allie, you're running, and Kai, you toss Allie up, but then... You stumble. No. When I grab her, can I? When I recognize that I'm stumbling, can I take my gr- GoPro off and stuff it in her bag? <laughs> yes. Oh. I say, get this to my son, and then I stuff it in her bag. No, I I yell. The ship is lifting off and barreling into space. Can I detach the pod? <laughs> to have give him a background like maybe he'll get there you smash through this arcane latticework protecting the planet leaving a hole and as you look back you watch as the shining tentacle slips just a little bit in revealing this weakness in the defense as you sail into space with the shining bird Hi, you watch as this hole is broken through the latticework and a shining tentacle starts to poke through. You see the shuttle that Allie released sailing down towards you, but far too late. You feel a pull as you go through into the darkness that Alphazar created. And it feels a little cold at first. Can I activate a cipher prior to getting pulled, knowing I'm going to get pulled into the void? Of course. 
All right, so Kai rubs the sapphire ring he's been wearing. It's his wedding ring, so he rubs it. And around him comes a bubble, a floating bubble that he can command with his mind, basically. He knows he's getting pulled into this void. He's fine with it. The bubble can take 50 points of damage, so he's hoping it gives him a little more time to do whatever he needs to do. You feel yourself pulled through this nothingness, this inertia, throwing you backwards. You watch as the light turns into a pinprick. You find yourself falling and falling until you can feel warmth. You turn around, seeing a being of pure light, arms reaching out as if to embrace you and give you a hug. You feel a sense of relief. Your companions are sailing off to safety. Your GoPro is headed towards your son to share your adventures. You watch as this shining being holds onto this orb that you're within, cracks spreading all around. You feel the warmth, the love, the kindness emanating from them. And the cracks appear more and more until it shatters. And then you open up your eyes. And you're on the ship. Everyone, you look back, you see Kai unharmed. You're all shocked. You see Kai standing there. A sunburst amulet around his neck with a set of smiling teeth, eyes glowing a brilliant, beautiful, shining white light until it fades, revealing empty eye sockets as he smiles widely at all of you. Kai activates his armor, draws his great sword. <laughs> So, Father Matthews, that's what happened. We now have a lovely shuttle, but I currently am on my way to the Nostradamus Corporation. So you still have the bird? Yes, sir, I I still have the bird. And you're in space? Yes, yes, I am in space. I'm, I'm on a shuttle on my way to the Nostradamus Corporation. Which exists on the edge of the known universe. Uh, yes. So you're going to the furthest possible point in the universe from the war with the bird. Yes. I... I realize this now. Saying it out loud, I thought that maybe I could get a portal back. You know that the Nostradamus Corporation is heavily protected, and it would be very difficult to retrieve you. Hmm. I did not know that. Um, I can't turn this ship around. I killed everyone inside of it. There is a small robot person, but they won't listen to me. You really fucked up, Elthazar. Like, really fucked up. Alright, I have to go report this. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
give give me a short little bit. I'm I'm gonna try to turn this ship around and come back to the war with the bird. Don't worry. Father Matthews? Father Matthews? Foolish one? Hello? Oh boy. I may have made a teeny tiny mistake. Shoot. Initializing Waffles Maple Syrup promotion. Please enjoy. Welcome to Waffle Maple Syrup's brand new Starfinder podcast, Journeys Adrift. Grab your space popcorn and join us for the wild journeys of these five characters. Starting us off is the prospective Madeline herself, Zehavum T. Don't tell anyone, but she's on a journey for some classified Starfinder intel. What? Who told you that? I'm absolutely doing no such thing. Don't worry, this is all behind the fourth wall. It doesn't count. Next up is Dr. Lin on a journey to clear his name. And for the last time, there are four tentacles in regular pants, of which there are simply four pant holes. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, that is correct. Hello? Hmm, that's not awkward. Let's see. Next on the roster, we have Tetsu, who is on a wholesome journey to happiness. Best of luck with that, buddy. What do you mean, best of luck? That sounded sarcastic. Was that sarcastic? Don't worry about it. Let's move along to our little friend here, Moat. Moat is on a research journey for drift technology. Who knows what secrets they'll find out there. Oh, oh, uh, right. You can't see me. Uh, believe me, my visor is displaying a smile. Like, I can't. Sorry, bud. This is an audio-only format. Anyways, last but not least is the lightning rock himself, Aizen. He is on a journey yeah, for- Yeah, let me cut you off right there. I've got to find a cure for the circumstances happening to my body, or else I'm going to end up in pieces in the process. Oh, well that sounds fun. But between you and me, listeners, there's a lot more journeys than these five happening behind the scenes. So join us and listen to Journeys Adrift on the Waffles Maple Syrup podcast and live stream to find out where these journeys lead. Welcome to Are We Dead Yet? Podcast. My name is Ian, pronouns he, they, and I'm your dungeon master. This is Road to WrestleMagia, a wrestling-themed D&D 5e campaign. It features five level 8 characters that make up an independent fighting roster. Waffles, the bard dog. Takeru Nekamamushi, the level 8 monk. Cynthia Von Fall, I am a life domain relic. Blaine the Boulder Stevenson, the unarmed Goliath fighter. Dirk the Drunkard. Their end goal is for their group to make it to the final battle royale, where their full team will duke it out against another and be judged by not only the crowd, but their own fighting prowess to see who has what it takes to be champion. The Road to WrestleMania begins June 15th, 2021. Find Are We Dead Yet on your favorite podcatcher app or at oneuppodcast.com. You paid for the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. Our story starts, as all good stories do, with an ordinary day and a job offer. Find Farida Hala. The indie singer who's been trying for years to make a name for herself to little effect in a universe where most humans look down on the Prometheans. A few years ago, she commissioned a piece from Vilina Sorel, the Eldori jewelry maker who's more than she seems. 
There's also the strange-looking ashen-forged warrior that the government tries to keep tucked away so the people don't start asking too many questions. The day they got their summons was the day their lives were set on a path that would forever change the way they see the Federation, the universe, and themselves. I can make no promises as to what we'll see here. I don't have a full picture, and I'm very tired of being kept in the dark about this. Yeah, but you at least know that you've been in the dark. My eyes adjusted. I think that we yeah. should go. Yeah, we're kind of sitting ducks out here either way. Join us aboard the Opal Star as we travel near and far, trying to unravel the many mysteries of the universe while getting into all kinds of trouble. Aboard the Opal Star is a proud member of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time.